0: Welcome to the Ring Masters podcast, Chicago's most trusted source to educate, guide, and give you tips and advice for choosing and purchasing the right diamonds, custom engagement rings, and wedding bands. Here's our expert design chief, Kurosh Dineshkar, and our diamond experts, Mori Tafershi and Terry Hanley. This podcast is brought to you by Chicago's own Wedding Bands and Company. Where we believe marriage is too important for ordinary jewelry.
1: Hello, everyone. Here we are with another episode of Ring Master. Here with Mori Tafreshi, Terry Henley, and Kourosh Iskar. We're going to talk about this episode about engagement ring medal. Uh, what medal sh- should we? buy for the engagement and what is different between platinum white gold all the question around the metal this is one of the most question is coming up when it's about the jewelry and a lot of people they don't know where to go and if you go to any uh, you know website it depends what they are selling they're going to advertise that more but we want to give us our honest opinion and give us uh, our experience working with metal uh 30 years with me and uh, and is i see rings we i made 30 years ago and they came back for repair how many times they came back so i explained that uh, in detail so first question is coming i'm gonna ask this Terry. what is the difference between uh, yellow gold, 14 carat, 24 carat, 18 carat. So, let us. these carats are for some of the audience you can explain.
2: Yes, and when, uh, first off I should say that when we talk about carats in this sense, um, we're talking about carats with a K, compared to carats with a C, which we utilize when we talk about weights, stone weights, weights of diamonds, so on and so forth. So, carats in this aspect, this application, is referring to the gold content, how much gold is in that piece versus alloy. Um, In like 14 karat gold, you actually have 58.5% precious metal with the rest of that being alloy. 18 karat gold, you're going to have uh, 75% versus 25%. 24 karat gold is pure, pure gold with no alloy mixed in whatsoever. Um, the alloys will vary depending on kind of the refinery and who's putting it together but uh, and then always keep in mind too when you step into like 14 karat white gold it's the alloy that makes that metal white right. yes. so the difference between
1: these uh, let's say when we are making a 18 karat gold 75% of that alloy is pure gold and 25% is other metal and these other metal if it's gonna be Totally pure, for example, copper, is going to make the color of the gold reddish, which today we call it rose gold. Yeah,
3: we just use for the uh, white gold. Technically, there is no such a thing as white gold. So we're using pure gold. And then we add, if you're using a 14 karat white gold ring, so it's going to be uh, 58.5% of the pure gold, yellow. And then it's going to be 41.5% nickel. That's what makes it white,
1: mm-hmm. nickel and, and yeah. silver. So and it's a combination of everything. Yeah, and then so, if it's
3: going to be rose gold, it's going to be 41 and a half percent of a copper. So the
1: variation it. of those alloy adding to the pure gold is going to give a different color to the gold. But one thing you have to understand: you never, never, ever going to reach 100 percent white. So when they are making a white gold in the alloy, the gold is going to be a little bit yellow thin and to solve this problem to make it looks very white they plated with a metal uh, which called it rhodium rhodium is a a plating any jeweler does when they are making a white gold they plated with rhodium which is a pure white metal and uh, to make the whole ring very very white so if you buy in a white gold 18 karat, 14 carat or 9 carat 10 carat anything white gold after wearing it a year you see a different change on the bottom especially in the bottom of the ring a little bit change of the color to yellowish and that's totally normal there's nothing wrong with your uh, 14 karat white gold ring and you have to take it back to the jeweler most of majority of jeweler they charge to uh, to the rhodium plate that polish and rhodium plate if we buy it from us in wedding bands company we offer this for a lifetime we do the cleaning and rhodium once a year so right now we also want to talk about which one is better for holding a diamond, is it better to buy 18 karat gold or it is better to buy 14 karat gold? It's again just like
3: a diamond, it's all about, it's a matter of preference. and Sometimes it comes, it's a matter of cultural. You know, I've had customers that they come from Middle East and they usually go with a higher karat because that's how it is back home. Like in India, in uh, Asia and you know all the Middle Eastern countries. So they usually don't use a 14 carat because they think uh, it it doesn't have any values, but it does. But that's a matter of cultural thing. But when it comes here, as far as the strength, we usually, if you're stuck between 14 and 18, we recommend to go with the 14 because it's gonna be stronger since it has more alloy and it's gonna make the ring stronger and uh, because the softer it gets, the more carat you have in the gold in the ring, the softer your ring is gonna get. Mm-hmm. and it's going to be you no know, viable to the scratches or being bent
1: that's why in uh, let's say in the united states most of the jewelry you see in the market they're going to be 14 karat yeah. and 14 karat is harder to hold the diamond but don't think if you say 18 karat gold ring you're going to say all oh, of my da- those diamonds they're going to fall out no there are totally if you go to middle east if you go to asia china if you go to japan and all of those countries, Iran, uh, which I grew up, everything is 18 karat and believe me all of them they have diamond no none of those diamonds came out so yeah. I, I seen people they come in and they when they, we are talking about what kind of gold and they say oh we have this ring in the showcase the 18 karat so, oh 18 karat is soft no it, it is softer than and for white gold so if we are making a ring and you have a choice to pick between 14 carat and 18 carat and like you, Maurice said, you don't have any uh, cultural uh, thinking of doing 18 carat, which one is the best? We recommend 14. But if you see in the showcase 18 carat gold or you see 18 karat gold and you like, there's nothing wrong with it. And there are. Uh, tons of ring in the market you're gonna see there 18 karat, especially if they produce in uh, in China or Hong Kong they use 18 carat uh, so using an 18 karat white gold uh, it, it's absolutely nothing gonna make it any different in your diamond but uh, for yellow gold um, when you do 18 karat yellow, as much richer color, more yellower and more nicer to me. In as a designer, if I want to do a yellow gold ring, I prefer to work with 18 karat yellow. Yeah, they're gonna make it much nicer. So, other question is, um, what you should choose for the metal of the engagement ring if you don't have any idea. Or you want to do it totally on your own? You don't want to get any opinion from anybody else. You want to do a surprise. Should you go with the yellow gold or or white gold? So uh, I want to say again: listen to her. Uh, see if she make a comment about the yellow gold or 14k gold. Other thing is see other jewelry she's wearing. So if she's wearing mostly yellow gold, you want to see uh, earrings, she's wearing their yellow gold pendant, she's wearing uh, sometimes even their custom, but they're yellow. So you should consider a yellow gold engagement ring. And if you see most of the stuff she's wearing, they're white and there's absolute no white at all. And no yellow at all. So you have to go with the white. So, uh, this is one hint to watch for everything, but...
2: Uh well, personally, I always feel as if it kind of sets the diamond off. It kind of, I like that contrast, especially if you get into the higher color um, on the diamond, you know, that DEF color, that really crisp, crisp look. And then you set it against, again, I love 18 karat yellow gold. Um, you set it against that 18 yellow gold. Yellow gold. You just set up a real nice, strong contrast. That, me personally, I believe it's spectacular. Um, um, you know, again, it's so much of it's going to depend on what she tends to gravitate towards. Um, you know, her the, how the metal plays against her skin tone, all that kind of stuff. But that contrast of that diamond and the yellow is always one of my favorite looks. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, classic looking. Uh,
1: other thing uh, is. Is reaction of a reflection of prong to a diamond. So if you have a very white diamond and then you put the yellow gold prong, there is a chance you get some of the reflection of those prong on the diamond. So you want to avoid that and try to go with a uh, white head, so, white head,
2: or prong area.
3: So kind yeah. of the top part that is sitting and holding the diamond, the main stone, and sitting on top of the lower part that we call it shank. That part we call it head. Head. Yeah. Setting. Which usually has uh you know it could be four prongs or it could be six prongs depending on the design and the shape of the stone. Okay. So that's the one it could be it could be many shapes and uh, styles. It could be you know claw prongs and these are all
1: explained on the website that we have and you can Google it pretty much you can find it everywhere else. Yeah. So uh one thing I I wanna say that the percentage of the ring we sell as wedding bands company we do custom work and everything we do mostly custom majority of the ring we design and we make customized we use platinum to which we're going to get to the platinum right now right now we didn't talk about anything about platinum and then we have about uh, uh, let's say 30 40 30 percent white gold and then we have like 10% yellow. 10% and I, I think it's, we
2: also have to kind of look at that in terms of at this point in history. Yeah. Yellow is just kind of making its way back in, mm-hmm. and, along with rose gold, and you know. But it's just kind of making itself its way back into the market. Whereas, again, I've been around a long time. Whereas 30 years ago down here in, in our neighborhood and, and, and selling, probably 80, 90% of what we did was in the yellow gold you know so it everything moves kind of in trends um but we're definitely moving back into an era of yellow um but the majority of what we do currently is the white white yeah white. white gold or platinum platinum
1: yeah. so let's talk about platinum this is a good point right now we explain the gold we talk about white gold and we a little bit talk about rhodium what the rhodium does so uh let's see uh let's Talk about platinum. Platinum is a pure metal. It's white. It's a uh, precious metal. Uh, it used to be more expensive than than gold, but right now, if you uh, check the price of platinum, it's a little bit less than gold. But you have to consider one thing: when we are making a ring, when we work with platinum, we use pure platinum. But when we are making a 14 karat gold, we use 58% pure gold. So in other hand, it's still 14 karat gold per ounce is less expensive than platinum, but platinum in, if you check the, the, Raw the
2: metal prices, yeah.
1: Metal prices in, in past, it used to be up to get, uh, you got up to $2,000.
2: Considerable difference at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, oh,
1: Platinum gold was being higher.
2: Higher. Yeah. And platinum. gold
1: was hundred. And right now, uh, platinum is, uh, is a thousand. Nine, nine, yeah, nine yeah, 50, yeah, 950, the under a thousand. Yeah, and then uh, gold is 1500. 1500, yeah. So, uh, what we have to say, uh, when somebody work with platinum, everything is totally is going to be different. The, the, the person is going to work platinum, they're more expensive per hour. If you If a jeweler, professional jeweler, Charge sixty dollar per hour. Platinum. Somebody platinum smith who know laser and welding platinum and all this stuff uh, regarding that is going to be about ninety five dollar per hour. So it's way different when you work with platinum.
2: It's a more difficult More metal difficult. More to to difficult.
1: Yeah. I start as a uh, bent jeweler, and when I started uh, about thirty years ago, I was seventeen years old and in the beginning i just work with silver and gold and then after uh, i work in the one of the um, well known designer iran master shirazi when i work in his uh, firm as a jeweler in that place i learned about platinum and i remember that time if we had inquiry about platinum they didn't have the equipment they have to send it to a special person in Tehran to he's going to work with platinum. And it was like totally different area. And then I, after I moved to United States 20 years ago and I opened my shop, then I found out this is very popular here. And I, we explained why is it popular. And then I have to learn about platinum, learn the casting, learn the uh, buy the equipment. And, and then I found out when I sat, sat, work with platinum, I see how beautiful it is it's hard but as a jeweler when you work with uh, the yellow gold like you want to bend something you bend it and it comes back and it, it kind of we always say as a jeweler bent jeweler says, is not listening to you. you like you try to get one kind of curve and you try to do this with a special plier. you do it you bring it where you want but why go has that the spring to feel yeah. it goes back okay. and you have to keep doing that until you get it then you have to hammer it and then if you hammer it you lose the shape but man platinum is totally different it looks like you're working with the clay so if you want to create something handmade it's amazing and when you weld it if you know how to weld it this welding is going to be forever and especially today, we use laser. Laser. I was so, just going to say that. That yeah,
2: yeah. has created a huge, huge change in the platinum market platinum. in terms of what can be done. So it's The laser welding process, is what we're referring to, compared to torch soldering. Torch which, soldering.
1: Yeah. It's different. So platinum, it's one of the beauty of it is the molecule are having a great gravity to each other and they're holding each other perfectly. When you're working with it, they're not gonna turn and tear apart. When you wear it also, they are holding each other. When you your ring is gonna hit a surface or something, the metal, the mulukul there are moving, not destroying and not getting the cut. So platinum will get more dent, but actually you're not losing it compared to white gold or yellow gold, you lose in a metal when you get the scratches.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So if you want to do something with intricate design, with a lot of detail, a lot of engraving, a lot of pave diamond, if you're doing custom work, you want to invest thousands of dollars in designing, I recommend go platinum. Because this ring is going to last long and you, you Sunday offer to... Another generation is going to become a family heirloom so you want to make it with platinum and use that and if you're buying uh, also and you just buying off of the showcase and you have a budget to go a little bit more go with platinum because the ring is gonna last longer so uh, Terry through the years you work with people Tell me about the repair when they come back. Look.
2: Well, it, it's interesting, and I was going to go there. One, one point regarding platinum and just the value of it versus gold, so on and so forth, Because something to keep in mind too. As we were saying before, platinum is 90 to 95% precious metal with the rest of it being alloy compared to gold being 58.5 versus the rest of that. Um, platinum is also, because it's denser, it's harder, it's about 60% heavier. So you're actually getting a lot more metal. Yes, it's a little more money out of pocket in terms of the finished piece, but reality is you're getting a lot more of the precious metal in the same piece. Um, so it's interesting. Um, you were saying regarding repairs and things like that, and that's that's always kind of fascinating. Again, I, I've, I've been around long enough, and for many, many years, I dealt heavily in estate and antique pieces. And... In those years, um, before laser welding, laser soldering that we can do today, in those years, a platinum piece that had stones set in it, you literally could not do anything with it unless you went in and removed all of those stones and then and then repaired it and then reset all of those stones. The reason is the burning point of stones, of diamonds, the burning point of diamonds is lower than the melting point of the platinum. So you had to heat it up beyond that burning point so you would burn up all the diamonds or basically char them on the exterior. They could be polished and repaired and stuff, but it was not something you wanted to you have to go through. So it's interesting. I mean, even at the point when we went a number of years ago, um, back in the 80s, we went through the gold rush when metal prices were going through the ceiling and we were buying scrap off the street so fast and the platinum off the street oh,
1: Terry, you want to tell the story so many you used to buy a, a gold a band a ring from somebody or a bracelet from somebody <laughs> and then they sell it can you tell that, that from um, that time
2: well I'm, are you referring to like with the hammer breaking the stones out
1: no no oh uh, you were telling me uh from that time when people they're buying gold and metal it used to be uh, people they were working on the a uh, uh, stock exchange. Oh, so they yeah. buy a gold ring, uh, gold bracelet in the morning, and next the, day. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: well, yeah. yeah. I Usually, this, traders, uh, the traders, uh, commodities traders. You know, again, here in Chicago, we had two of the largest trading markets in the country: um, the Chicago, Ch- Chicago Exchange, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And there were real, real, real traders on the floor. Guys that screamed and hollered all day, and they all wore these colorful vests, and they were all—they <laughs> were a breed. Of characters in themselves, wild, yeah. wild guys, <laughs> wild guys, and you got to remember, I, all of them very young, all of them at the same age I was back then, so on and so forth. So, so you know, I had a huge clientele of them, and it was, and what Cruise is referring to, I always joke that I would sell them a Rolex at ten o'clock in the morning or a solid gold something at ten o'clock in the morning. And, and then at six o'clock or five o'clock in the evening when they had to cash out at the end of the day, and if they had a terrible day, they've gotta quickly raise the <laughs> cash in order to, uh, to cash out and balance out for the end of the day. So I'd sell them the Rolex at 10 o'clock in, in, in the morning and I'd buy it back uh for uh, at, at five o'clock at night so they could check out. yeah always always an adventure i again those were incredible so, years but my point with platinum where i was kind of heading with that is that um i mean there was a period where that gold the gold prices and the metal prices were rising so fast that when we were buying up so much metal i mean stuff just all day long it's all we do is buy and buy and buy and we had to get it to the refinery that night because in case the markets crashed through the course of that night and metal prices came tumbling down, which eventually they did, they always do. The metal prices came tumbling down, we'd get burnt. So we'd have to get the stuff in the refinery. So what we would do, we would literally be sitting there, these beautiful, breaks my heart today when I think about these beautiful Art Deco pieces, but were damaged in some way or another and they were unrepairable because we didn't have laser welding at that That time time. in history. Yeah, Yeah, so we literally, I, I remember standing over a big plastic garbage can with hammers with beautiful platinum art deco brooches and things like that with a hammer, just breaking them up to get the stones out. The, you know, the stones were worth nothing to us compared to the metals to get the stones out. All the little melly, all the little stone breaking them up, get all the stones out so we could get this, the, the, the metal itself clean. So our, our, our refinery would accept it because if they had to do that, they wouldn't buy it. So you talk about just craziness and the change of the laser, Process, process in in the repair and regardless, so, it's changed change it entirely. Mm-hmm. So I I want to add this to
1: as about the laser. Actually, la- laser came to the market in about 2000. About right. 2000. Uh, the technology came from uh, from Germany. It was a Germany Romanov co- company. They designed uh, uh, equipment which jeweler they could use and. Uh, you know it's just so interesting uh, that uh, when i just got to us for a while i work in a manufacturing company called north american jewelers they were 300 jewelers and then they brought us uh, that laser machine and i was one of the first one i got trained to use a laser machine and i learned about it and they had one and then they bought two because everybody used laser before like all the jeweler, we I was bench jeweler, and we were so many bent jeweler. They didn't know how to use it, and then they realized, oh, this is cool. This is the uh, you know very nice equipment and So they put me as a as a laser boy. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was the person doing uh-huh. laser for everybody. Uh-huh. So I just sitting on laser from the morning and working to, until the afternoon, uh-huh. and then I I got a very good experience. So we, after I opened my my first jewelry shop, what we did, we bought a laser machine. Not an
2: inexpensive Not proposition inexpensive. at that point in so history, especially. I want, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I want to say this. The buying a torch was about $100. right? And laser machine was $30,000. So yeah. we had to get the loan and get the machine. Yeah. But we were first one uh, in Chicago, uh, which we, uh, my company as beginning was wedding bands company but we had it we also put the, the branch of company called Laser Fix you remember right. oh yeah, yeah. One, where I did we business met with you back then and yes where we right, met. right so right, you that's used where to work gold right, and then you right, came for the laser right. so and uh, we put the laser and we repaired and I did so many laser for in, uh, uh, Art Institute they mm-hmm. had jewelry pieces they wanted refurbish and put it back and nobody could do it but after having the laser they found out and i did pieces for repair for museum so laser it's one of the things is necessary to work with platinum yeah and uh, platinum and stone. so one of the thing if you're thinking about uh, buying platinum just ask that jeweler you're working with do you guys have a laser or you, you know, because if your ring needs to be sized, if you need to be, uh, be repaired, yeah. anything, you have to have a laser. And we uh, have it, uh it is a very important uh, part of uh, working with platinum.
2: Basically in today's world to become the backbone of, Back the of the shops, you know, the, this the technology, the, the laser, the 3D printing of, all of that has become the backbone. Which we have all of them, Which yes. we have all of them. yeah. And which <laughs> sets it, us so apart, yes, 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 yeah
1: So uh, we b- want to say uh, my recommendation for the custom piece is always is platinum, work with platinum. It lasts longer, hold longer. The diamond is more beautiful, is heavier, has more value. It makes the diamond stunning, and then after that, if she prefers something white, I recommend 14 karat white gold because white gold they hold the diamond better. And she, if she really uh, uh, wants to do uh, yellow, I recommend use yellow and the shank and the prong in white gold. Right.
2: And with the yellow, I always push eight tiers. I love the look of it. That's But but also um, uh, in terms of 14 karat white gold. Uh-huh uh versus 18 karat white gold which we're seeing a lot of 18 karat coming in from out of the country um uh it's kind of a silly thing because keep in mind it's the alloy that they add to it that makes the metal white so and it's the rhodium plating that puts is put on it at the end of the process that makes it really truly white so you're really actually seeing the rhodium finish not really the white gold 18 karat's just going to be that much more yellow Mm-hmm. Because it has that much less alloy, making the metal white. So 18 karat white gold is kind of silly in my my, my opinion. Um, 18 karat yellow gold, absolutely, I love it. Uh, yeah. But if you're gonna do the white gold, my advice is doing the 14 karat. But platinum's, you know, especially in the market right now, it's just so worth taking the step up. Yeah. There's a little bit of additional money that you acquire out of pocket. It's just—it's well, investment. well worth it. It's, it's a great, well, it's a great investment. Very few people truly have an allergy to gold itself. Really, very, very, very tiny percentage. It's the alloy that gets mixed in with it that people tend to react to. So the the nickel. It's usually the nickel that people are reacting to within it that create the problem. Which
1: I heard one of the refinery, they design a white gold 14 carat, which has no
2: nickel. I've heard that too. I'm not familiar with it at this point. We're
1: not sure. But the best way to avoid the allergy problem if she has a sensitive skin is platinum is the best. So platinum also going to give you that peace of mind. mind right. If you get a platinum there's no allergy to it and yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So uh other thing I, I last thing we want to say is uh, when you have a, a gold ring, yellow gold ring, white gold ring why after 10 years, 15 years the prong or things they get worn out and I want you to explain Uh, to address it yes
2: actually honestly majority of it's done in your sleeping hours (laughs) that's it i i always always strongly advise my clients to take your pieces off at night at home in your normal routine, uh, number one, it gives your finger an opportunity to flex back. If you look at your mother's, or your grandmother's finger, they probably have that major groove thing going, where they've worn the same ring on the same finger for 60 years. If you take it off every night, you'll never develop that. It'll allow you to be able to size rings better as the as, as the years go on. But also, it's the friction against bed sheets. It's those prongs rubbing against your bed sheets. It's rubbing against pillowcases, getting tangled up in in your bed sheets. Um, and if you take it off every night, you avoid that. So, I mean, it's a very slow process. I mean, but it takes But, time. but it's, it happens. It and, happens. You know, many people that I work with that, you know, have been married for 50 years and have worn yeah. it for 50 years and never taken it off. That's usually the biggest issue is the prongs have worn down.
1: And I say in, in 10, 15 years. Yeah, 10, yeah, 15 yeah, years. yeah, yeah. So imagine yeah. Uh, uh, one thing it's just, you know, uh, you guys have to know is when we are on a polished our jewelry in the shop we use wheel wheel right the wheel made of cotton right. same as the sheets right actually they're right. sheets that's a they, good point yeah actually they're sheets they are sewn together huh. and then we put them in the uh, in the motor, and yeah. then we we polish the ring. Yeah, with it's a little rouge.
2: little rouge on there, yeah. So,
1: literally, this happens when you, when they're asleep, so they polish the ring and right. they lose a little bit of
2: gold. A little or, bit of metal every night. Every yeah. night. Yeah. But,
1: but platinum, that's gonna be happen less because it is stronger. It's harder.
2: It's yeah. harder. Yeah. And it also, there's also just tangling up um, like a prong or something like that and pulling it back can create issues. If you can take your jewelry off at night, in your, like I said, in your normal routine. If you're traveling, things like that don't. But in your normal routine, take it off. You know, let it soak in a little Windex every couple nights and yeah. rinse it off in the morning. It'll you know, keep it clean. Um, you know, but but just it's a really good habit to get into.
3: And uh, nothing against anybody's opinion, but then I've had customers that they think that because they buy gold or platinum. You know, their ring doesn't need anything, it, no maintenance at all, and no, for that, life, it's going to go good. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's and a I good had, point. Yeah, I yeah. had this customer and she bought a 4 karat center stone and uh, she was really, really sweet. They spent almost $40,000 on the ring. And then, almost three months later, she came back and it was a yellow gold, 14 karat yellow gold. The ring, was the shape was oval. And she goes, what what happened to my ring? I said, I have no idea, it's your ring.
1: <laughs> and then
3: she left it, she said, okay, can you fix it? I said, yeah, we'll try to, you know, you know, repair it. And then the mom came, her mom came to pick it up the next day and I was talking to her because I didn't know what happened to the ring and she didn't mention anything about it. And then I told mom, I said, uh, did you see her ring? She goes, yeah, I mean, I told her, no, take it off. And I said, why do you think it happened? She goes, yeah, since ever since she got this job, uh, you know, she works for this IT company and she travels five days a week. So every single day she goes to the airport and she's, she lifts all she's, these luggage and the luggage. suitcases. Uh, Each one of them is 30 pounds. Yeah. And she, you know, she uses the same hand, the right hand. Right. And it doesn't happen overnight, right. but when she does it 90 days. Repetitions. Repetitions, yeah. Repetitions. Then yes. the the, root, the ring is going to be look yeah. like yeah. oval. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah it's going to fall out around. Exactly. Yeah. I told her, hey, to tell her to take it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or lift it with the left hand. Yeah. The luggage.
2: Or as I advise my clients, if especially if you're like going to the health club to work out and lift weights, things like that. Take them off. It's a piece of jewelry. It's it's a piece of jewelry. A little bit of respect, a little bit of consideration. And with the
3: white gold, I just want to mention it because I had quite a few customers that they bought the white gold or yellow gold, either one. And then uh, they come back after like six months or seven months that they purchased it. It was brand new ring and it has all these dots and stains on it and they said, what happened? I said, I don't know, where did you guys go? And I tell them that, did you go to any you know, public hotel? Like any of these hotels, because they did, they went to the jacuzzi oh, and they no, put no, no, so no. much chemicals, chemicals in these yeah. because all the you know, clients that they go in, they want to avoid all the diseases and they, you know, and then they put so much chemical in it and they, without wearing, you know, taking them out, they just go inside the jacuzzi, come out, it's
2: like acid. Yeah. You know, chlorine, wear chlorine, and the is chlorine, chlorine is one of the hardest things. High dosage. Things. Yeah, one of the hardest things on. Yeah, go, It's go, gonna mess up the, whole gold. the diamonds. Yeah. yeah. is diamond. a little bit more resistant. Monsters, yeah. I mean it's gonna the finish it with a repetition again, Repetitively doing it, the finish may get a little funky. But um but purity go. of platinum, that's what happened.
1: And yeah. you know, other thing is about platinum is if you if you study about uh piece they installed in the bones, in the medical surgery uh, problem. So they made pure platinum. Yeah. So one of the um, way they use platinum is to make those because it's not going to have any reaction to a skin and allergy, allergy and everything. Yeah. So it, it is a good choice uh, if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. yeah that. But uh, we are going to have a picture on our website, in our blog post to show you three things one is going to be white gold when you buy it and brand new and then it's we're going to show them like after a year what's the color being changed how much is yellow is it going to be horrible or is it just a little bit because it's hard to explain uh, right. to everybody uh, that but it's better to you guys see it and then also we show you a platinum uh, after new and of another year so in each uh, way you go anywhere yellow gold platinum white gold. you have like Mori said you need to maintenance you have to bring, take it to back to the jeweler tell them you want to they're going to check the prong clean it make sure everything is good polish it, and give it back to you again uh, we do this part of our job we part of our warranty continuous lifetime, we do that. So every six months, any of our client you you can ask or you can see on social media, they said they bring their ring for cleaning. We clean them, we check the diamond, we make sure everything's good. We do a little bit of polishing. If it's in a year, they get one free rhodium and then ring is gonna be look back to original uh, when you bought it, beautiful. And if you keep doing that, and then you watch to, you're not going to damage your ring. So your ring is going to last 50 years. Yeah. It's going to last a true, lifetime Yeah. Lifetime.
3: So I always yeah. tell my clients, you know, to bring this example that they can understand it, you know, pretty well, that I say it has nothing to do with the price of the ring that you purchase. You know, some people think that if they purchase a $30,000 ring versus a $3,000 engagement ring, right. so they should not, that requires less maintenance. No. I always say it's just like it doesn't matter if you buy a, you know, Ford Focus or 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 Bentley for half a million dollars. Both of them need maintenance, and you know you have to take care of them with love. You have to give them show affection. No matter what, you have to keep up with the maintenance. You cannot just say I'm going to change the oil and put gas, and I expect it to go for life. No, both of them need attention, and it's you know you got to take care of them.
2: Yes. Now my one again one of my you may notice my preference towards platinum but one of the things that i love about platinum is that it being you don't have to polish it and re-rhodium plate it yearly you can let it go and i like platinum after it gets worn and kind of gets beat up and takes on kind of its own patina to me i kind of like that look that feel of it just kind of having some character um and and so me personally anything i have like that um, I let it just continue to go. And one of the, you know, where white gold, you kind of, every so many years, you, you're going to break down and want to have it re-rhodium. So that requires polishing it, refinishing it, re-rhodium plating But platinum, you can have it cleaned, you can have it inspected, just let it continue to go. And again, to me, it's like a pair of blue jeans. They look better after they've been worn 20 times and when they were brand new.
1: <laughs> Very good. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh Thank you for listening, we uh, hope we bring value and uh, entertain you and we, uh, we want you guys to know us more and we love to hear back from you. If you have any question. drop us an email, write a comment, share this audio with anybody you think they're in the market. We love to hear if anybody come from this podcast. We really appreciate if you let us know, it, it kept us going we we love to continue uh, that and make a beautiful package for anybody in this market you come in and go but uh, my uh, belief is you know if you're doing a a work you do service to people and that's the purpose of life to give a service to each other and uh, i am uh, grateful to work here with mori and terry who are truly uh, doing that same thing and anybody work anywhere can make money it's n- not about this It's what you do and you take it seriously and when people they come in through your life you offer your service and you get paid anyway but what about you do something today gonna remember you they're gonna refer you and they have a good memory because that's only thing is gonna left in this in this world, materialism is going to be gone when we are gone. But what is going to be, uh, stay forever is a good memory. So maybe hundreds, for now, somebody is going to say, Oh, I remember my grandpa bought this thing from this tool. They were so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so would, would you be kind and share this? We love to uh, tell the world we are ready to serve and we love what we do.
3: One last thing when you say grandpa, I just want to say, I had this guy walked in, you know, and then almost, you know, a couple of years ago, and he said that, uh, uh, I know you, I said, uh, how do you know me? He goes, my grandpa bought the his ring from you. Yeah, well, so I said, are you serious? You know, how old were your grandma? He goes, 95. I said, I wasn't even born yet. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, well, I've reached a point in life where I am at that point, where I am on third generation of family. So it, it is it is pretty scary, but it's just reality, and it's a pleasure. You know, one of one of uh, my associates many years ago in the business, a very wise uh, man, his motto with our business always was, don't worry about the money, don't worry about the money, don't worry about the money. Worry about making people happy. Yes. we make people happy, the money will come. Yeah. The money will come. Do what we do best. Make people happy. And that's the philosophy I'm trying to operate on.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Have a good
0: one. This podcast is brought to you by Chicago's own Wedding Bands & Company, where we believe marriage is too important for ordinary jewelry.